Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey Podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Hey, Bruins fans, welcome to episode 115 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Uh, I am actually standing beside myself at this moment because I am in the Worcester area at a homemade rink from uh, a friend of mine, Casey. Casey, how's it going? Good, good. Happy to be here. Uh, happy you guys were able to come out. It's been a, it's been a good day so far. Let me, uh, let me tell you, this is just absolutely amazing. Uh, tell me... Uh, the inception of this whole process yeah so uh so this is my in-laws house and uh we used to have a rink down by the tennis court behind us right now um but then we moved it here just so it's closer to the house bringing stuff and originally it was just you know we had a fire outside everybody would gather around it but then we said we could probably take it to the next level we had a warming shed that was pretty small uh and then we said go big or go home so now we got this lodge and you know i i've kind of decorated with all the brewing stuff and tv cable and it's just kind of once it, it kind of got away from us here now it's uh something and you know it gives us something to do in the winter so it's awesome yeah this is absolutely amazing i wish you guys can see this because we are in this shack right now it's like bruins banners everywhere it's warm food great people and a lot of good hockey so uh casey why don't you introduce your friends yeah so i got pat Pogue to my left me and pat uh went to merrimack together and uh 
he played hockey up until about high school. He went to Zavarian. So uh, we've been friends since college. And the guy to his left, Ryan O'Rourke, he, uh, we went to St. John's together, Merrimack as well. And uh, Ryan actually is a current member of the New York Mets baseball left-handed pitcher. Uh, he definitely takes things seriously out there, we'll say the least. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So, I, saw, uh, I got it on video, too. Yeah, just yeah he's, he's not the best loser. So uh, he, the competitive juices come out no matter who you are out here. So right. For sure. True. Unbelievable. Um, and and th- thank you so much for having yeah. us. No, thank your parents. And, and, and this is just unbelievable. But uh, thoughts on the Bruins so far? We might as well just jump right in and talk about Patty, it. Patty, why don't you take this? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I, I take this. I, I think... Uh, at the All-Star break, I'm, I'm happy, I guess. You know, a lot of injuries up uh, at the beginning of the season, right, when, when you think about uh, some, of the, some of the games played on the back end with some of those guys and, you know, no depth scoring really for the first few weeks, but you find yourself here, uh, what is it, end of January really, uh, in a situation where you're, you're in a playoff spot, uh, still an opportunity to, uh, you know, fight for that two seed for some home ice in the first round. So I think it's been good. I, I think uh, the goaltending battle... Also, is kind of uh, going to be interesting to see down the stretch. Both guys are going to have to, I think, continue to play well. But uh, Tuka's been taking it here uh, the last few weeks, I think. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not as much of a, a, a watcher as these guys, but you know, I do from time to time tune in. And you know, I mean, obviously, Tampa Bay's running away with, uh, you know, with the division, and they're going to probably have the one seed. But you know, to see the Bruins fit into the two, three seed, and then you know, I'm hoping they roll through the playoffs, and then to actually see them in Tampa battle again in the playoffs for what seems like the 10th the year in a row at this point, you know, it, it'll be a special time, uh, you know, come playoff time. Yeah. Uh, how about trades? I mean, is it, is it a time of the year that you, you, you're concerned? I mean, for me personally, I don't believe this Bruins team should make a trade because I don't believe this team can actually make a huge run. Yeah. And I don't want to waste assets on something like that for, for expectations that won't happen. Right. So, uh, you save assets for, like, talk about Tampa Bay and, and Toronto. Those guys next season are going to be the ones that are going to be the Chicago Blackhawks, which are going to be you, you're going to get cap casualties. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, absolutely. I know. I mean, you definitely have more of a pull. You know, guys from you know the NHL down to the whoever's playing in the Canadian leagues and juniors and stuff like that. So you have more, definitely more of a pulse on the prospects. I mean, I think the depth scoring has gotten better lately. I mean, I think the Wagner line has stepped up tremendously yeah, in the past absolutely. few weeks. It's a very brothers high school. Oh, shout out wow. right there. Shout out. But I would love to – I feel like every year it's like we got to get someone to play with Krejci. we got to get someone with Krejci. And, and, you know, Packlin's like, I've never been the biggest Krejci guy, but when he's on, he's on. I mean, he, he, he slows the game down. He plays that methodical. Like when he – no one's better at entering the zone than he is. So I, I still would love to see someone I, – I, I don't know how I feel about Wayne Simmons. I know you're not a Wayne Simmons guy. I, I – I'm a. I like the Wayne Simmons idea. Yeah, but that was a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, hip, yeah. hip surgeries are not as no, are ones absolutely that not. take more than a year to recover right. from. So if we get a Wayne Simmons two years from now, yep. would be so bad. But right. he's also coming down, aging. Yeah. His contract. I, I'm just somebody younger. I mean, I'd love a Panarin. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. But, but I know that the price you're going to pay for somebody right. like that's ridiculous. I know and Pat's been on the uh, Luke Chen. Braden I've Shen. been on the the Braden Shen, Shen. The, the the St. Louis Shen. I, yeah. I don't know the first names. I'm not. Yeah, it's Braden. Uh, Braden yeah, Braden. Shen. Okay, so I, I think, and one question I actually have for you, which I think would be interesting, is when you say, uh, you know, not a fan of giving up assets for this year. I, I would, for the most part, for somebody like a Panarin or something like that, I'd probably agree because the assets you have to give up would be probably without insane, knowing if he'd resign. Without or not. knowing if he's resigns, right? Right. Uh, is it more of you don't think that? 
you don't you don't think we're a player away, or you think you'd rather wait out the Tampa Bay Toronto cap situation in the next let's say year and a half before we figure that out? So I see it's twenty half dozen of the other. It's okay. Just, yeah, because yeah. because what I think too is, is when you look at the team, like I think when you assume health, which is a tough assumption to make in a game like like hockey, right? Somebody's yeah. going to go down at some point. Most likely Kevin Miller, which whom I love, but still can't seem to put six weeks together without getting in the way. But right. I mean, fantastic on the back end when he's healthy. But if you assume health, I think if you can plug a Braden Shen into like that third line center role, or somebody like Kevin Hayes from the Rangers, like. Uh, I want nothing to do with the Hayes family. <laughs> okay, yeah, bad experience with Jimmy. I get that. Yeah. But, like, you, you've got – if you can get a third-line center that can play and JFK doesn't have to be relied upon, I think he – in small spurts, you can see Carlson put some good stuff on tape. And, yeah. he, and he plays well. And then you've got those just young kid mistakes. And I don't think they have enough depth scoring to make up for the fact that you have sometimes some third-line centers that disappear. Yeah. I think a Shen that might have a – I think he's got this year and then next year at 5.25, if I if I know, if I remember correctly. So I think if you can make a move for somebody like Shen on that third line, I mean, you have Bergeron, Krejci, Shen as your as your middle. That's as good. I mean, that's that's as good as you're going to get, assuming health. Right. One thing I like about what you said about Shen is is that he has term. Yeah. A, a Panarin. I mean, July. That's, that's it. it. You're you making a I mean? run for, yeah. for it's one either year. You, it's either you get him right. or you don't. Yeah. You give up to get him, but. Uh, me personally, if they're going to go out and look around the league, I really want to get somebody with at least a year or two of term left. Yeah. It, it, that yeah. way you can negotiate with them, and they're not going to be. Um, and I, I hate saying that that Rick Nash, well, his injuries kind of sucked, but right. the price that we paid for him was yeah. too much. No, I, I mean they. You guys have talked about it on your show. I mean he's everybody. It's unfair to call him a rental. It really is. I mean the guy stays healthy and he's okay. Like he's your guy on the creation line. And he, I mean, that's that's not an easy injury to come back from, obviously. And he'd yeah. had so many. So you don't fault the guy from stepping away. I mean, it's a health thing. but um, Yeah, and I think, too, from an organization perspective, if you're the Bruins, you're not, you're not approaching that Rick Nash trade as a rental trade, right? So you're looking at it as, we want some help for the playoff run, but you're also looking at it as, we've got a guy with terms. So you're planning this next year with that guy on Krejci's line. Yeah. Who knows what happens with the concussions? Those are crazy things. You never want to never want to talk about somebody. Yeah. It's a whole gamble, gamble yeah, right? A gamble. So, so yeah, I, I can totally understand kind of where they're coming from. As how do you walk into this year needing a top two winger? But it's like you didn't really know you needed it until it was probably too late in the free agency period, where yep. everyone's rosters was pretty much set. Yep. You know, so they they were in a tough spot, and it's really nobody's fault. It's just that's you know concussions are are a bitch. You know? Yeah, exactly. The uh, the whole Krejci thing for me is is everybody kind of gravitates to the Horton Lucic line, right. you know, right. and, and he plays so much better with 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 bigger guys like yeah. that. And, and I think of always like, okay, so what if you get a player like Antony Panarin? Right, he's not Lucic size. No. He's not gonna you know go up go to bat for you if he if you take liberties on Luch. So that whole narrative is like just if you if you could play on his line, play and. If you're a veteran on that line, right? Don't, and I don't know if he's actually done it. It could be media driven and everything, yeah, right? But don't bitch about, oh, they got to get me somebody to play. It, it doesn't matter who they get. I mean, I, I can't. And they had Lucic and Horton in 2011. The yeah. 2011 NHL is totally different than 20, oh, 2019 NHL. It's not. 
and I know you guys are not a huge fan of him, but if I have to listen to Joe Haggerty one more time say <laughs> we need a, a guy to stand up, like everybody's calling for someone to take, you know, they were taking liberties against. The Rask play happens. That yeah. happens. Like, like that, it doesn't. You know, how, how did McQuaid look the other day? And I love Adam McQuaid. Guys, a worry, but how did he look the other day? Yeah. Slow. Yeah. He looks like he doesn't belong. That, the game doesn't need that anymore. That Rask play, that Rask play, like you said, Case, happens all the time. You have your best skating defenseman in Charlie McAvoy with another young guy that can move, going to the front of the net. It's a hockey play. Like, yeah. that is the NHL. It's hockey. Like it's, Unfortunately, you have your goalie that stood in there. you got to give Rask all the credit to try and stand in. Unfortunately, he didn't make the save. But, but stands in there, doesn't bail out, gives it a good shot. It, that's what happens in the NHL. Yeah. You know, you can't, you need more guys to step up. You know, you don't need more slow guys to stand in there and play six minutes a night. No. You don't but, need that. Yeah, right. and, and where do you want your substitute? Like, do you want that guy who's going to stand up and, like, retaliate there? Or do you want, like, your fourth line guy who may be able to kind of carry the fourth line and be able to, like, put actual points on the board? Yeah, I'll take than, Chris Wagner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, w- I would rather take someone who's going to, and not saying that that, that that aspect doesn't benefit the team, but. I want the guy who's going to put points on the board. So, yep. Truthfully, to me, that's what I'd rather have. Yeah. Especially in today's NHL, it's a lot different. The game's changed a lot. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to uh, get in, in terms of my team. 100%. Absolutely. Scoring should be from committee and not by one line. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, touching on Charlie McAvoy, yeah, it, it, I believe his injuries might be a little more forthcoming than a lot of people think. If you saw him when he first... All right, take his Boston University experience, okay? Shots from the point through on net. Since he's gotten injured, he's not shooting. He's passing to the bumper. Right, right. Is that a concern moving forward, or is that something that Cassidy's kind of saying, hey, let's go this way with you until... You're possibly 100. Yeah. percent It's we with McAvoy. I mean, there are some red flags. Unfortunately, have come up, and I'm, it's I'm very naive where I'm like just like trying to ignore them as much as possible because I, there's so much potential there. There really is, and I don't know what it is about the pass first mentality. I I, I don't know. I he's he's an incredible talent I mean there's no taking away it, he's kind of gotten lucky on as far as the you know he's had the heart issue that's obscure he has all about the heart issue yeah the foot he takes that hit from um, what's his name from the Leafs there got him pretty good uh, Hyman that, not uh, Hyman it wasn't Who's that dude that hit him in the corner from the lease? Was it um, uh, a cheap shot? Not yeah. Ka- it wasn't Kadri. Uh, no, it wasn't no. Kadri. But, but he Shit. takes that. I mean, the guy, and that's going to happen, unfortunately. But then immediately everybody turns to, you know, is he injury prone? Is he this? Is he that? I mean, let the kid's 20, 20, 21. Yeah. No, yeah. Let the kid play. Yeah. Maybe a little bit older I mean, you, that, Yeah, but, but you've got to look at, like, the development phase of players. It's like so many of these guys come in and, like... Especially you, defensemen. Especially defensemen. You kind of give them, like, all right, you get a couple points this year, a couple points that year, and you're learning. And then after that, it's like you kind of plateau, and, like, they right. get worried about the plateau where, you know, you wonder if Cassidy's in his ear, like, hey, let's pass the puck a little bit more. Let's not take as many chances. And he'll learn that part of the game, and then once he kind of morphs it all into one, he'll be a complete player, and it's like... You will be looking at this three, four years down the line being like, that was the smartest thing we could have done at that point in time. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about it now, but you're right. Three, four years later, it's like, all right, he can score, he can pass, all from the point in the offensive zone. Like, we'll take that. Right. I mean, look at some of the guys. Like, Brent Burns was not a very good defenseman Brent when he Burns first. Brent Burns was a He forward. got traded. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right, I mean, right, right. Brent, like, Brent Burns. The, the, the NHL nowadays, you puck-moving defensemen that can put points yeah. on the board. The water ball. Oh, thanks, bud. Yep. Sorry about that, guys. No, I mean puck puck moving defensemen that can put points on the board are at a premium in the NHL. 
And you've got a guy like Krug, who's a power play monster. He's a little small, right? So, like, on the DN, he loses battle sometimes. Whatever, right? Small guy, that happens. But you have now a defensive core made up of a tough guy in Kevin Miller who's going to stick up for his teammates, but sneaky, pretty skilled. Like, he can move the puck when he needs to. you got Tory Krug, who's recognized in the NHL as one of the best puck-moving defensemen. Charlie McAvoy's young, but, I mean, the talent and the skill is undeniable. I mean, you've got three guys right there, you know, in the first pair, second pair, third pair, that can move the puck. They can get the puck up. You know, it's, it's, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a ton of teams that have three guys that they love to rely on to move the puck like the Bruins do. And McAvoy, yeah, you look at it, do we worry about this? Do we worry about the injuries? Is there, is there some concerns? I don't know, maybe a little bit. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a Cassidy directive. I don't know if it's him trying to, you know, keep himself healthy. You know, there's no way to know without knowing the kid, but at the same time, you know, I think there's probably 30 other teams in the NHL that would say I'd sign up for what Charlie McAvoy is right now for the next 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, the coach to do it is Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trusting him with the young players. I mean, that's what he was. He was a puck-moving defenseman way back when there weren't a lot of puck-moving defensemen. And he's, you know, again, like you said, Case, I mean, a guy to develop him. I mean, I'll, I'll take Cassidy over most coaches in the NHL right now. Yeah, and the way the way they lined up the coaching for, for these young kids, I mean, 2015, they went through there. They got the three picks in the first round. Right. They loaded up. They replenished the prospect pool. The way that they're doing it with Cassidy at the helm, you got Kevin Dean, Jay Pandolfo, Joe Sacco. You even got Jay Leach down in Providence. He's doing a fantastic job down there. Things are going to happen. People are going to start leaving. Younger right. players are going to come in. It's a huge adjustment. So for me to call a Stanley Cup in you know a year or two is a little little yeah. Far and, and like you said, I think they're in a good spot in the sense of you know Braden points coming up for the Lightning to, as far as a contract. The William Nylander. I mean, at one point, you guys got I like think, five points. I think Rask had more points than <laughs> yeah. William Nylander. No, 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 no. Lock, 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 lock. Yeah, he's right. Lock, yeah, lock, lock, lock. Lock had more points I mean, than Nylander. I mean, if I, there's a lot of people at this tournament currently that would have points, more points than he would on the Leafs. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so that all of Papadale. Marner. Marner's dad is going to be an issue. That's oh the thing to look at. Marner's dad, and especially in Toronto, yeah. where they don't they don't care about any the other Yankees than the Leafs. The They're the Yankees of the Yankees. Time out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the idiot in the podcast. What's up with Marner's dad? Marner's dad's been in the press a little bit up in Toronto, kind really? of running yeah. his mouth saying, you know, my He's son, like a Gronk's dad well, type well, of thing. No, 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 no. It's like Austin Matthews is obviously getting a, a, a lot of press. He's and the guy. And, and, and JT. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of press. So Marner's dad kind of come out and's like, no, no, my son, like my son should be getting this. My, it's like, and they got like, snubbed from the All Star game. Yeah, he got snubbed from yeah, this, yeah. snubbed from that. It's like, just you know, let your kid play. He's he's a stud. Like, yeah. why are you gonna try to attack? And he's a like, professional your own hockey team? player. This is not mites. Yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, we're not exactly. we're not eight years old here playing at like New England Sports Center. Like, clean yeah, it right, up, right, right, right. Shout out Marbar. <laughs> yeah, and I don't love. I mean, they're deep. There's, I I still think it's gonna be Toronto and Boston again. Home ice is a big factor. I don't trust the Leafs' defense. Freddie Anderson, I don't trust at all if I'm a Leafs fan. Well, who's, the, who's the guy that had the terrible Game 7 last year? Oh, Jake Gardner? Jake Gardner. Jake Gardner. So, so, he was a minus 5. He was a minus 5. Dude, go, going dash 5 in a Game 7 has got to be demoralizing. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but at the same not. time, it's like... So, I, I made the comment earlier about puck-moving defenseman or a premium. A guy like Jake Gardner is a puck-moving defenseman, so it's tough for me to say that and then come back on him for, for being tough in the D zone. Um, but you got to be better. I mean, there, there were some... He's, he's playing on the PK, and there were a couple... You know, you watch some video breakdowns, you know, like Joe Mack and some of those guys in the Athletic. 
athletic yep. um, that, that do. You know, you look at some of those Game 7, and, and er, even earlier in the season, Game 1, Game 2, when we absolutely routed them at the Garden, and you're looking at some power play times where he's just not even battling. And there's a thing between, sometimes Tory Krug gets beat, he's a small yeah. guy, it is what it is, but he battles his ball bag off every single time he's out on the ice. I mean, there were times Jake Gardner's looking like, if he can't skate it out and get a shot on that, he has no interest on being on the He's ice. Screwed, yeah. That's going to be a problem for yeah. them moving forward. And the thing is, they're, they're top two defensemen up in Toronto. You're talking Morgan Riley and, what, Ron Hainsey? Like, yeah. all right, sick. I'll take Ron yeah. Hainsey against the top line all day. Like, you know, Morgan Riley's going to have probably, what, 80, 90 points at the end of the year. He's trending in a ridiculous offensive direction, but... Similar to Krug. He's puck-moving guy, power-play guy, real skilled, uh, but he's not, you know, he's not a batting down the hatches in the D zone and win buck bats. Right. So I, I think, I, 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 liked, I like the matchup against Toronto. I think we play well against him. Uh, you know, that, that game, whatever it was, a few weeks ago, uh, it was after the McAvoy hit, and then Wags lines a guy up at the blue line, then he and Hainsey go at it. Like, I think there's a little bit of edge there to that. And sure. Toronto got a lot of heat for that. Like they did. the Leafs got a lot of heat for not staying up. And Dale's mentioned it just now. I mean, for some reason, Toronto, they we not that they have their number. No, I think. But Dale's is right. I mean, there there's something in their head, and I don't know. You can trace it back to 2013, the comeback. I don't know. If last, I don't. Like, I there don't, is something about the bees that that team just cannot. It's like what the Canadians had on the bees for a long, long time. And I hope this isn't the year that they go over the hump. But yeah, no, I, uh, I would there's agree something that. there. There's definitely something there. And, and I think it's they don't have the guys in the D zone defensively to battle against the guys. You know, our top line, you know, the Bergeron line are as skilled as, as any line in hockey. But that line is going to grind as good as any line in hockey. Oh, yeah. they, they cycle the puck. They play just as much time below the goal line and below the dots than they do above the dots. They set guys up. That Toronto team wants absolutely, that, especially the decor, they want no part of that. They want to get out in the ice. The stretch pass. They want to make it, they want to make it a 7-6 game. Yeah. And yeah. and can we win a 7-6 game? Sure. But you know what? We can also win a 3-1 game. And they yeah. want absolutely no part of that. Yeah, I, think, I, I embrace the matchup. I think the Bruins are in a better position to win those 3-1 grind games, especially in playoffs where we know you know a goals are a premium at that point in time. I think we're in a lot better position to win those games than you're right, a 7-6 game. And sure, they want that, but at the end of the day, I will take you know the teams who can kind of play two-way. And I think having Bergeron, obviously everyone knows him, but... Like he he is still underrated in my mind of, of what he can do on both sides of the ice. And, yeah, and that and you know that will never change. No, no, absolutely not. The play, I mean the Dude, the sequence winter, in the winter, the winter classic, classic when he comes is, back, back checks and like, ties it up. When he goes into the Hall of Fame, if that's not the number one, if that's not like the first thing on the reel that they play on the big screen, the back check on shorthanded and then scoring the goal forty seconds later. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's it, that is quintessential to Patrice Bergeron right. on that play, right. and and that's what we've got going for us. And, and you know what? And I almost think we take it for granted him a little bit. Like that's when I mean, he's yeah. when he's out, you can definitely tell. Yeah, well, same I mean, with Chara too. Yeah. Same with Chara. I mean, it, I mean those are just cogs. Like when you have cogs in your team, like when those guys are not there, you, you notice it so much more than you know. If if and and I like Wagner. I know we've been talking about, but if he disappears. We we won't see that as much okay. then if yeah, no, Shara Bergeron. I know they're studs, but it's like at the same time, like they are such a big important piece of how the lineup 
all fits. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the lineup depth starts with the top guys. Yeah. The top guys go. The depth will really, really be stressed. You lose some depth guys. And again, like you said, right. I mean, I love Wags. You yeah. Know, you know, Hawks for life. But, you know, I'm looking at Wags goes down. You fill him in with a Chari. You fill him in with a couple. He's a great player. And he does a lot for this team. But to your point, Ryan, you lose him. It's not, it's not like a holy shit, I'm noticing that we're losing him. You lose you know that time. You know we had that stretch oh without we had that stretch without Bergeron. We're right. in trouble. Right. Good out. talking to you, Ray. All right. Good luck, Ray. Is he gone? I think Ray's got to go play. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. We are we are currently in the tournament right now. It's fantastic. You probably hear the air horn outside for goals and <laughs> and end of games and so on. This is just completely amazing. Uh, anybody wants it? Anybody else want to jump in there? Go right ahead. Anybody have a Bruins take? Who's got Bruins takes? Got your Bruins takes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what, what team do you like? Blackhawks. Oh, no. No, we're not in for Blackhawks takes. We're not hopping in Blackhawks takes. We'll have a guess. No, 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 no. All right. We got Paul from the uh, Ride the Pine radio podcast. Paul, what's happening? What's up, Mark? How you doing? Oh, thanks for inviting me to this, bro. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I'm definitely coming back with some ringers next year. Don't thank me. Thank me at the end. Yeah, he's he's the old. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome, bro. He's yeah. Old. yeah, yeah. We'll I've get some pickup going in a little bit. I don't want to throw the sticks we'll get some out. Other yeah, throw some sticks yeah. out. Right. We're, we're all, I think we're almost. I mean, we only got two or three more teams left, so. Nice. Um, jumping, jumping back on the on Toronto talk. Do you guys think that the uh, the Maple Leafs are now the new big rival for the Bruins, or is it still a Montreal Boston thing? Uh, I, I'm a Montreal. I, I think it's. I'm sorry. I'll take. Yeah, I'm a big Montreal. Always going to be the rival. It's to me. It goes back to like. Like when I was a kid, it was like my dad, my grandpa. Like we all hated Montreal. So it's kind of like the way we were raised. I think. Came out the womb, hey, exactly. I think from a, if you're looking at it from a pure hockey perspective, uh, we got you know when you're looking at Boston and Toronto, you got two really you know pretty young teams, but cores that are signed up for a while. You know, yeah. you got Bergeron, you got Marchand, you got Pasternak, you got McAvoy. That's going to be controllable. That can't imagine that they let him walk. So like you know, you got those guys that are going to be controllable for a while. Same thing in Toronto. You got those guys. So you're going to have the young guys, the cores, six seven years with just those guys battling. So I think, yeah, does that have the potential to be the new rivalry? Probably. Um, you know, when when my kids get to my age, are they going to be a Toronto's the main rival? Potentially. Yeah. But, like, I grew up, my my dad and my grandfather, like, hated Montreal. More than the Yankees, more than the Jets. Oh, yeah. More, yeah. Than, more than anybody. It was Montreal. It was the way they played. It was Mike Ribeiro taking a dive in the center ice. It was, it was all that bullshit, you know. And So, yeah, I, I, I'm personally still, like, a Montreal. Like, oh, yeah. I get up for the Montreal. It could be Absolutely. Tuesday night. I get up for the Montreal games. Uh, more, you know, I get up for Toronto. Don't get me wrong, but I, to answer that question, I'm a, I'm a Montreal guy till till I die. I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm no, they're number one. The They'll always be number one. I think part of it, sick jerseys. Like, yeah, <laughs> just everything about them, you just hate. But I think one thing I I understand what the NHL was trying to do with the new format, kind of going the idea of like creating new rivalries. Yeah, but like. Yeah, maybe you, for some of the West, newer Western Conference teams, yeah, you're trying to create rivalries. Like Dallas, you want to have a rivalry. Like Nashville, you want to have. But the Bruins don't need any more rivals. I hate the new playoff system. Like, I hate the yeah. fact that we. Just because, I mean, part of it is how good the Atlantic is. It's like, that is a tough stretch to go yeah. through the Atlantic. 
But if we were playing, you know, I feel a lot better if we had the first round matchup. You, got, you know, we got torts in the first round with Columbus or something like that. So torts. I, I hate the new system going off the idea of rivalries, which I think was the purpose of it, to create more rivalries. But it's always going to be Montreal. I mean, we're going to get the Leafs. Yeah. I, I still think we're going to get the Leafs again. Let me so. actually ask you this, and, and I don't know, maybe you've touched on this recently on the pod, so I don't want to bring it up if you have, but... Casey brings up like the playoff format. Like, what are your thought? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, hockey guy, big Bruins fan. You know, like, what, do you like it? Do you not like it? I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it, but yeah. I really don't. I don't know much of it either because I don't. I don't know. I, me, I'm more or less like want to know what's going on with the regular season. Like right now, I mean, we're sitting here having this awesome tournament, and we're in a freaking bye week. Yeah. 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 Week I know you hate the bye week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Right. Yeah. You know what? And I'll go back to what I'm saying. Like on uh, last week on the podcast, I said, you know, why not have everybody take a week off during the holidays? Be with your family. Because you already have travel. that break. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Right. And then the NHL is not around anymore. So now you focus all your energy on the World Juniors. Yeah. yeah. You know, get those guys all that all yeah. that TV time and so on. Build Absolutely. those guys because all those kids are getting drafted in, in June. Right. Yeah. You know. So, it, it, and I'll say this, I don't know, I, I could be completely making this up, I have no inside information, I'm just curious, when we did the World Cup, what was the World Cup, two seasons ago, yeah. when they did the World Cup yeah. hockey, and that's where the bye week was created, because obviously training camp was, was short, and guys were playing yeah. in the World Cup, uh, and they created this bye week, and I think the guys liked it, I think the players liked the fact, I'm going to go to the Bahamas for four days, yeah, yeah, right. I got nothing, so from a PA perspective, the PA loves it, it's just, yeah, we'll have the guys go out, but from a fan perspective... It's like okay, we get All Star Weekend. Right. You know, we'll take off Friday. We take off Monday. You know, we get four days off. That's cool with the right. fans. But having the bye week, you know, the Bruins. Half the team right now is in St. Lucia, by the way. If yeah. you follow oh. him on social media, uh, like yeah. like Pasternak's on. Well, not now, but he was on a boat as of like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, like, and, and listen, the guys need break. They need a don't break. Get me I'm wrong. Not the guys they need don't. a break. Yeah. I'm not saying we we run them like some sort of. Right. I don't know what I can say on that. I don't but know. Boy, run boy. like some sort of mill in China. I'm just saying, like, I, I, yeah. think, I think we they need a break. I yes. get that. Yes. But, yes. like, the week off in the middle of the season is insane. But look look at the trickle-down effect from what it does. Oh, you get more back-to-backs. You exactly. Get, you get yeah. more three exactly. games in, in four nights. You exactly. get, like, the, you know, you get the home against Buffalo on Saturday, 4 o'clock puck drop on a Sunday in Buffalo or whatever. Yeah. Like, what the hell are we doing? Well, in la- it didn't ha- I hoped it happened this year with the schedule they had and obviously they laid an egg against Philly they laid the egg against New York at home but last year they were on a roll when they got to their bye week I mean a team I'm trying to think of teams that have kind of I mean Montreal as much as we hate them they're playing good hockey. Oh. To stop them right in the middle of that is yeah. tough. I mean, being a Bruins fan, I hope they come out and tank. But there are a lot of teams that are playing good. I mean, I'm just looking at the standings around in here, and there are a lot of teams playing good hockey going into the break, and now all of a sudden it's like, stop what you're doing. And the Bruins have a, just like last year, March is going to be a bitch. Yeah. Every March is going to be a bitch. January was all home games. I think it'll be two road games. Three road games. Case and I were texting about this right around Christmas time. We're looking ahead to the schedule, and it's just like, dude, you had three true road games. Like, uh, not the Winter Classic. With the Winter Yeah, right, right, right. With the Winter Classic. They had a road game, obviously, in the the Classic. But other than that, I think they had three. And you only went to, like, Philly. You only went to Philly. I think it was the same time zone. Right. Right? So you're looking at, you're basically playing all your 
soccer games in Boston in the Eastern Time Zone, you, you got to take advantage of that. And they did decent January, which is fine, but you come out of this break coming into February, and you have a gauntlet coming up oh, at the end of February. Starting with Winnipeg on Tuesday or whatever it is. Yeah, that's when the uh, the bye week is all over. Yeah. They play two home games. Uh, they got I think Winnipeg. The Jets and then it's Thursday to end the month, I believe. I don't have my phone, but yeah. we're not all up on the whole stats yeah. thing right now. This is the whole mobile unit. So. Yeah, so the only thing that I didn't like with it is the whole fact that now it's like they need to stretch out the rivalries more. Like now we don't see Montreal or Toronto. Dude, yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. It seems like all that stuff was so like was, you know the Buffaloes, the the Montreal yeah. games were all at the beginning of the season. It almost like I would it almost like to see us. like you spot spot put them yeah, in. You absolutely. know what I mean? Just, yeah. Make it happen because those those divisional games are absolutely freaking huge. Oh yeah, when it comes down to a pack, I, I don't understand how they are done with Buffalo, Montreal, yeah. and yeah. Toronto, yeah. and it's I, January twenty sixth. Exactly, blows my mind. I don't, I don't understand that. that. From a high, like <clears throat> in theory, it's like oh, to create parity, everyone's gonna play each other a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? To to make sure. It's give me your, more Montreal. Because if more you're in a Toronto. bad division versus a good division, you don't want to have bias. Like I don't give a shit about bias. Like I hate Montreal. I hate Toronto. I hate Buffalo. Like I just, I'd, I'd be down to just play every game in the division, and yeah. whoever wins the division goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about the rest of that. Right. Like I, I just think, and now that's a stupid fan perspective. I totally get that. It's it's not realistic, but. The fact that we're done with Montreal and we're not even in February yet is bananas. Yeah. And we're done with the Sabres. Bananas. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you want to create rivalries, yet you limit the times you play in the division. Like, yeah. I, it just makes no sense. What do they play? Four times, right? Four or five times. Four or five? Yeah. yeah. Depending yeah. on the schedule, it's either four or five. Right. And right. Montreal, I think, what, every game was a back-to-back? Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was, ba- it was two back-to-back. Like, yeah. Why, why do you always do that? Like, why do we always have to, you know, like, let them rest a little while, a little bit. And get going into it more, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm. I missed it. Sorry, I was distracted. I was yeah. distracted. It's all right. Yeah. It's too, so Case much going a, on. Case in here. gets a shiny object in front of his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No I, no, I actually have a question for you guys. Um, <clears throat> from a, I know it's a Bruins podcast, obviously, but just genuinely curious about like your guys' thought on on regular season in the NHL. Um, I think Western Conference. We got we got some pretty good teams in the West. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys were to look at, you know, kind of at the West, at the playoff structure, the way it is, like you know, what do you, what are you guys thinking out West? You guys, who, who do you like out West? What are your I mean, Colorado's looking. Obviously, it's not Chicago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely not Chicago. Stay hot, Stay hot, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. joking. No, but I'm, I'm curious. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, you got a team like Colorado. Like, you know, Rotten looks like you know points wise. Oh, yeah. oh, that guy's out there. But like, you know, you know. I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are. Obviously, keeping up on on the NHL Western Conference. What do you guys? I'm thinking Winnipeg. Think? Yeah, yeah, Winnipeg's on the fucking wagon, man. I want Winnipeg. Absolutely. Watch out for uh, uh, those five Phoenix Coyotes too. Well, yeah, Arizona right. Coyotes. Yeah. Brian's uh, favorite team. Brian's, yeah, hey. yeah. Going to get him going on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting so Twitter messages. That's yeah. the team that we have. We have Mr. Bellrose in the back that threw out the Sharks. I mean, the Sharks are a team that are is another team that gets screwed by the bye week. Before the season started, rolling. Before the season started, I would have said absolutely San Jose and and, and somebody from the East in the Stanley yeah. Cup. If Jumbo Joe doesn't win a cup. 
That's going to be the he's he would become the Dan Marino of hockey. Oh, hundred percent. Great analogy, Casey. I mean, Great he analogy. has to be. He right? would be the Dan the Marino. The guy is yeah. unbelievable, and he hasn't even sniffed it. Yeah. I mean, he had the well, I guess the pens. So did yeah. he no, go once? But so did Marino. He went once. He lost. Other than that, other than that, nothing. Right. And, and I mean, you're talking the guys that setting. He's on the on the precipice of setting points records every season. Uh, you know, he's got. I don't, know how, I don't know how many heart trophies. I don't know how many records he has in his name in terms of assists and points and oh, power yeah. play points right. and you know all this. You're talking a guy that sniffed it, but didn't really sniff it. I mean, like Pittsburgh dominated that series. Oh yeah. Other than that, it's just he's a he's a regular season hero. He's a, he's a Dan Marino. It's tough. I mean, that's a tough comparison. And I love Jumbo. I want. Yeah. I'd love him to win one. You know, as long as it's not against us. I'd, yeah, I'd love right. him to go out there and, yeah. and carry the cup around the ice. Nah, um, cool to see too. There's then, something in the water there, though. I mean, they've had so many good teams. Oh yeah, so many good teams. Yeah. So I and they. It's took, a culture thing. You say the same thing about the Pats. There was something to do. I mean, they got smoked in '85 by the Bears. They got smoked by the by the Packers. People always said there's something in the water up in Boston. No no team can win. But they didn't go every year. Have it. like I mean San Jose. I don't know how many times they've been in the playoffs, but it's like yeah, the Todd McClellan days. One that, that like Kings that King series being up 3-0 and then. Losing seven, <laughs> yeah. that's probably still haunting them, is my guess. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's a tough look. Well, and then talk about curses. They've got a curse yeah. going on. My them. final yeah. thought. My final thought that I'll say, and then I'll let you guys wrap up into a uh, the Winter Classic next year at the Cotton Bowl, Dallas and Nashville could be the least sexy Winter Classic. I think that the right. NHL. Yeah. I know you're trying to expand the game. I get that. You're in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, in a state that really doesn't give a shit about hockey, and you got the Stars and the Predators. Especially if the, if the GM or the owner keeps running his mouth and Jamie Ben's not on the team yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah. you got Sagan sits out for protest because the shit they've been saying. I will say I, I will say this, and I couldn't stand. I will go on the record. I couldn't stand him when he wore blue blanc rouge, but PK. Yeah, they he, are really, PK. really pushing PK right they, now. He's, yeah, I mean, he's watch? got he he's hosted the a show guy. last night. I mean, he's, he's got another show, and I like PK now. Guy does great charity work. Don't like. But when he was on the Canadians, I hated him. Now yeah. I now I think he's awesome because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good for the game. He I think you got to have someone like that. But the, that's why the Predators matchup makes sense. Hundred percent. But if you're gonna do that, I think you flip it. I think you put the game in Nashville. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like put it at Nissan. You can't State. put the Blackhawks in it again. Put it you at can't put them in again. But you put gotta it at play, Nissan. Play the game in Nashville. Yeah, put it at Nissan Stadium at the end of Broadway. I mean, people talk about Nashville is awesome. it's an unbelievable party destination. Central. Party it's Central. It's the new, you know, the East Coast, quote unquote, East Coast. Vegas. People are going to like New Orleans, Nashville, Vegas. Those are the three cities everyone right. wants to go to. If you want the Preds to be in it, if you want PK to be that market marketable person who he is and you want to be able to push him out do it in Nashville to do it in the yeah. Cotton Bowl in, in yeah. Texas is I don't necessarily care about the like the weather doesn't bother him. I'm sure they'll figure out how to keep the ice but just yeah. like you know the Cotton Bowl's in the middle of nowhere like I've I go to Dallas a lot like it's just in the middle of nowhere it's not so I'd rather be if we could in in Nashville that would be my preference but um, but yeah I don't know tough, yeah. tough choice by the NHL we'll see how it goes exactly right yeah. yeah, I'm coming. Are we done? Yeah. Awesome. Thank That's you very okay. much. Like you good? Like I'm good. Thank you guys you for coming again. I really, yeah, no really problem. appreciate it. No problem at all. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Jump in. You guys good? Absolute blast. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. No problem. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much, uh, Casey. Your family, mom and dad, you guys are absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And uh, like, I, like I said, I don't mean to uh, be bothering you on Twitter for the whole yeah. year. 
Like, are you still yeah. doing it? You still yep. doing it? You yep. still doing we'll it? We'll be back next year. I'm, you know, this year was a success, and uh, next year will be the fourth time we've done this. So, last year, Mother Nature had other ideas, but yep. this year she held up for us, and uh, it's been a great day. So, awesome. thanks for coming. Thanks again, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Black and Gold. 277 at Court Lalonde and at Rob Forty Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.